Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Go on, 80! Right side! To the right side in the right flat. Mahomes holding it under pressure. Pump faking. Moving to his right. Trying to keep the play alive. Keeps it alive and fans in the impact of the end zone for two points. Did I look like, did I look like Lamar? Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 51. Once again, I'm John June. Got my guy, Greg Penniman. Week 16, Fantasy Championships for most of you people out there, Greg, what is good, my brother? What's going on? Week 16, man. This is the finals. This is where champions are made. This is where you got to get your rings lined up. This is where all the decisions are, are, are going to come through. So uh, you, you got to expect to come through here, <clears throat> uh, make you know those good head coaching decisions. Uh, hopefully um, things go well for your team because um, it's been a lot of bad breaks for a lot of good people, a lot of people out there. Um, it's some luck in this, but you know, we're going to help you with throughout the way, hopefully get you these rings. Yeah, man. Hopefully, uh, you followed the process along the way and, you know, it was a, a long winded process, but eventually we got here fantasy championship weekend for, for most of us. So, and don't worry, week 17, you know, you, you know, I know you guys are crazy, but, um, you know, we still got you guys covered. Don't worry. We'll be crazy. We're, we're just, we're crazy about fantasy football. So. Week 17 or not, we'll be out there to help you guys. Yes, sir. All right, man. So a little bit different schedule this week, right? We got the, no Thursday night games. Um, we got the Saturday night games this week, or Saturday games. We got a 1 p.m. game, a 4.30 game, and an 8.15 game. So you got to treat that game as if it was a Thursday night game, um, especially if you're you you know you're living on the West Coast. That's, that's going to be an earlier start time for you guys. Um, but... You know, you want to make sure that those Saturday those Saturday players, they're in a running back, wide receiver, tight end spot, whatever it may be. So we want to get those guys out of your flex. Um, and, you know, and we got to make these decisions quicker and we got to make some decisions sooner. But before we jump into all this, there's probably one decision that we got to, that we got to jump to because it's the Monday night game and people are probably going to pivot, you know, make uh, some of these pivots and, and, you know, maybe potentially um, one of these games – between the Saturday game and the one o'clock game, because today we're going to cover the Saturday games and the one p all the one p.m. games. So, um, if you want to, if you know, have players in those games, then you know, listen to this episode. And then when you have players in the four o'clock to the Sunday night and Monday night games, then you know, you listen to Saturday's episode. But um, one interesting situation is the the Vikings situation. Um, obviously, star running back for the Minnesota Vikings, Dalvin Cook. Uh, Adam Schefter reported him reported that he will not play in Monday night's game. Um, so you know, Alexander Madison also was out in practice today, and Mike Boone, who filled in admirably in the Week 15 showdown against the LA Chargers, uh, ran for 15 or 56 yards. Uh, also scored two touchdowns in that game. So um, you know, what's your confidence level in in pivoting to a Mike Boone in the Monday night Monday night game, Greg? 
Uh, yeah, sometimes, <clears throat> you know, in the spot, uh, you know, you, you automatically assume, all right, he's the next guy up. He's he's going to uh, dog. But uh, sometimes that's not the case. But yeah, I think Mike Boone, um, I think he's a good option. Uh, at, at the very least, a flex play. But I think he's going to be a strong RB2 in a, in a, a offense that likes to run the ball uh, in a great matchup against the Packers. Um, and in a game that, you know, the Vikings want to win. So I know they're going to establish the run. I think I, I I would see him as a yeah strong RB two with some RB one upside. Yeah, I mean I think with a player like Mike Boone, it's it's more about you know it's all about these the opportunity as well as the matchup, you know. Right. Um, we wouldn't we wouldn't go to a player in this situation um, if the matchup wasn't good, and unfortunately it it is pretty good with the with the Green Bay with the Green Bay Packers, so. Um, you know, I have confidence in, in him being able to carry that load. I mean, he, he was able to show it uh, in limited opportunity against the Chargers. And, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of Mike Boone in the preseason. Um, so, I, you know, I played him in, in some preseason DFS before. He's had some huge games. I know you've actually had some exposure to Mike Boone because you have Dalvin Cook in Dynasty. And, mm-hmm. you know, considering his, his injury history, you had to have that, that backfield covered. Um, so I mean he's a talented prospect. He's you know he's like a height, weight, speed prospect. Um, so I, you know I think with you know if he's going to get fifteen to twenty carries somewhere in that ballpark, um, you know there is possibility of Mir Abdullah is involved. But you know I expect around the goal line, you know those money touches. I expect those to go to Mike Boone. Yeah, that's really where the the your fantasy you know day will be made if he can get a touchdown, goal line touchdown. He got two last week. Um, got 13 carries last week in, you know, in, in a relief role. So that's a pretty good number. Um, so, uh, you know, yeah, I would expect to get him to get at least 15 touches in this one. If he's the number one guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely expect that, especially, um, you know, like we talk about these touchdowns. This, you know, they, they got a 46 point total in this game. Um, one of the higher totals this weekend. So, um you know, like I, I expect Mike Boone to be involved. Uh, Minnesota's, you know, specifically around the goal line. Minnesota's five and a half point favorites in this game. So, um, you know, running back at home, favored in a good matchup. I don't see how Mike Boone um, could could steer us wrong this week. Yeah. All right, let's jump into these matchups, man. These Saturday games, because we got to get these people ready. You know what I'm saying, man? Yes, sir. You Boona Bus, man. Boona Bus. Boona Bus, man, baby. Boona Bus. All right. So, uh, you know, first off, we got the Saturday 1 p.m. game. The Houston Texans traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the, or the 9 and 5 Houston Texans traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the all of a sudden hot 7 and 7 Tampa Bay Bucks. This is a 50 point over under. The Texans are three point favorites. Greg, what do you got in this game, man? Uh, in this game, I'm gonna take the Texans. Uh, this is for the division. If they win this uh, or a Titans loss, they can uh, clinch this division. So I'm gonna go with them to win. I'm gonna take the Bucks to cover. Though I think this is gonna be a super close game. Um, I think maybe the uh, Titans get it. Uh, you know, field goal at the end to put them over the top. And then I'm gonna take the under. Um, yeah, in this game, you know, on you know the Bucks side, Jameis, you gotta love him. You gotta love any the weapons. And that offense is a very fantasy-friendly offense, like we talked about all year. So, Bashad Perriman, uh, I think, you know, he's going to be <clears throat> looked at as a, a pretty a strong wide receiver, too, this week. Um, and Jameis is going to be flinging it everywhere, uh, I think, to him. 
and to the other receivers it can be some deep league flex plays I think um and then for the Houston Texans Deshaun Watson I think he's gonna have a huge game D-Hop I think he's gonna have a great game I think Kenny Stills could give you some uh deep league value as a flex play um so yeah those guys are gonna come through for, for you I think yeah, I'm. I'm gonna take the. I'm actually gonna take the Bucks to win this game. I'm gonna take the under. Um, obviously, that means I'm taking the Bucks to cover the spread. Uh, the Bucks. This Bucks team has been on a roll. Uh, Jameis Winston's probably. He's one of the hottest quarterbacks in fantasy right now. Um, you know, just one of the hottest quarterbacks in football. You know, he's averaging 400 yards a game in his, in his last few games. So, you know, this guy's on a roll. Nobody's been able to really stop him. Um, and, you know they've they've won six six of their last seven or five of their last six something something along those lines, but um, you know they're on a roll and then this defense is also playing really well. Obviously we know what they've been as a run defense, but um, on the season in terms of, of pass defensive efficiency they they're, they're they rank seventh now, uh, which is a lot better from where they used to rank, which was almost in the in you know the bottom four uh, of all teams in the league. But now, over the last three weeks, they're, they're the number one pass defense in terms of defensive efficiency. So I expect them to not stop Deshaun Watson because it's really hard to do that. But I expect them to give him some trouble, slow him down. They've got Shaq Barrett, who leads the NFL with 16 and a half sacks. So I expect them to pressure Deshaun Watson in this one, um, get after him a little bit. You know, obviously, starting De- Deshaun, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, on the Tampa Bay side, I, I have. You know, I think we have to trust um, Jameis Winston. Despite the thumb injury, uh, he was able to perform well last week in a good matchup. Uh, he's at home this in this one. He's you know a slight underdog, um, so I expect him to be throwing a lot. The, the Bucks throw a sixty percent clip over the last three weeks. Uh, as teams actually, yeah, in the that's in that's in neutral game script. Um, you know, compared to league average of fifty six percent. Uh, you know, teams are teams this time of year are starting to run the ball even more, uh, obviously with the weather and, and all that. But Tampa Bay just keeps throwing it. So, you know, I think his weapons are in play. Brashad Perriman definitely in play. I really like O.J. Howard this week as well for, um, you know, a nice little bounce back down the stretch championship weekend. And then I also, you know, a sneaky deep league play, Justin Watson as well, uh, like his prospects. And, I, and the running backs, I don't know if you could trust them. Bruce Arians, did you hear he came out and said, uh, the running backs need to be more involved in the pass game. What was that? Bruce Arians came out and said, "Did you hear that Bruce Arians came out and said the the running backs need to be more involved in the pass game?" Oh, so he's just going to fling it more. Just you know, James flinging it to the, the running do, backs. Do you buy? Th- do I you mean, buy that at all though? I think Ronald Jones would be used if anybody is going to be using the passing game. I'm not sure if Payne Barber has like the the pass catching abilities like that. Um, I see Rojo as a you know a flex play every week. Um, that can give I'm him some not upside. touching him. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I I hear you. I mean, in terms of the I touches, think I would trust Rojo more than OJ Howard though. You would trust for I mean, oh, you want to make a, a OJ Howard Rojo flex bet? Sure, do that. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> I could be wrong, but. <clears throat> I, 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 I'm betting against Rojo. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, but anything else on this matchup? Uh, no, I think we're good to go. All right, man, let's get the next one. We got the 10-4 and four Buffalo Bills traveling to Foxborough to take on the 11-3 New England Patriots. This is a 37-and-a-half over-under. 
Pats are six and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got in this game, man? AFC East matchup. Showdown. Oh, man. This Divisional showdown, man. What do you got? This is, this is a good matchup. This is basically like the AFC East championship game. Um, and, you know, it's a big game. You know, I, th- I think I'm going to take the Pats, though, uh, at Foxborough, home. You know, only Patty could really do it this year. I'm going to take them against the spread, and I'm going to take the under. Uh, I think it's <clears throat> just going to be hard for, for the Bills to score, I think, in, in Foxborough against this Patriots defense. Uh, I don't, you know, I think Josh Allen, you know, he will get maybe a couple points up there, maybe 14 points, but it'll be, it'll be hard to, to go against these corners in this, this past team. It's going to be rolling. I love James White in this matchup. Uh, I think they'll use him a lot. Um, <clears throat> I think Josh Allen would be a, a, a kind of a safe play, but <clears throat> I will pivot from that. And then I think, you know, on the Patriots side, I think one of these receivers might step up, uh, you know, Nikhil Harry, he's got another touchdown um, last week. Um, Mohamed Sanu maybe could step up as well. Uh, but I think James White and the Patriots defense will be the, the guys to come through in this game. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Bills to cover the spread, but I'm going to take the Pats to win this game. Um, literally taking the Bills to cover the spread because of this defense. I have faith in this defense um, to go against this Bill, or this, pa- this Patriots offense. Um, who's you know Julian Edelman is banged up right now. Uh, are, are you playing him? Is he about, is he somebody you're gonna trust? I he's I feel like he's been banged up all year. I I gotta trust him. Okay, so he's been in the ninety percent snap rate all year, right? But in this yep. last game against the Bengals, he was in the sixty percent snap rate. He got you one catch for nine yards, I believe it was. That's tough. It's yeah. tough. I mean, I tough. I just. I mean, I know he. I know he's. I know it's championship. I know he's gotten you here, but if the guy's hurt, man. I, I don't know if I can lean on him. I mean, I know he's. He's all really. He's really all. Um, you know, Brady's got. But you know, we've seen Julian Edelman run out there with rib injuries and and um, you know, shoulder injuries and things like mm-hmm. that. But this is this is his knee. You know, this is a lower extremity. This is you know, this saps away some of his quickness and his mobility. So. You know that's that's the thing that concerns me. So you know, a player that makes his money, you know, cutting for a living. So it's just tough. Yeah, I feel like at worst he's a a low end wide receiver too. I just can't see myself benching Julian Edelman. No, I mean I I, I get it. I get it. I you know we just have the. I mean, would you rather play Julian Edelman or Brashad Perriman this week? Um. Probably, uh, I think I would take. Yeah, I still take give the slides to Adam. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. I mean I I, I don't I don't I don't know if I would play him. I mean especially if the Bills decide to put Trey White on him. Yeah. And that that's a that's a you know and he's already been dealing with a knee. I say think he, that's a you know an upgrade. Or you know, advantage to Trey White, so, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I don't know if fantasy owners are going to have a decision to make. But in terms of the the Bills side, Josh Allen, um, you know, he had a half decent game against them last time. Eleven point seven fantasy points in standard quarterback scoring. Uh, that includes three interceptions, and he did leave that game with a concussion. Yeah, uh, we have seen the Patriots st- struggle against mobile quarterbacks. Uh, the only question I have is, is Josh Allen going to be the turnover-prone quarterback that he he was in early in the year, or is he going to be the um, the efficient you know 
quarterback that he's been the last few weeks taking care of the football and whatnot. So um, I think Josh Allen's always in play just because of the legs and the rushing upside. And the you know he did score a rushing touchdown in that last game, so that's always in play with Josh Allen. Uh, but you know I think if you're looking for more upside, you know I you know you could go in other directions. Uh, Devin Singletary is somebody that intrigued me, but the Patriots have gotten better defending the run the last few weeks um, as they rank uh, number one, the number one run pass, run number one run defense over the last three weeks, number five on the season right now in terms of run defense efficiency. So, um, you know, Devin Singletary is someone that intrigued me. Did you see him the other night in the Sunday night game? Did you watch that game? No, I didn't get to, but he he was running very well. He's running hard. Um, he's been running yeah. pretty well the last like five six weeks. Since he's been back from injury, honestly. Yeah, I mean, we saw we looked at the that's the uh, the fantasy output for him over the last eight weeks. He was the number ten running back in the in fantasy over that over the last eight weeks going into the matchup against the Steelers. Had a decent game. The fantasy output was kind of dinged by the fact that he you know didn't get in the end zone and then did fumble the ball once. So um, you know, but he did run very well. So I, you know, I think I do. I still do like him, but the Patriots have been better at defending the run a little bit. So, um, you know, I, 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 I would limit expectations there, I guess. Are you, what about the receivers? Are you, are these guys, are those guys you're going to trust in this matchup? Cole Beasley, John Brown? Uh, I'm pretty scared of all bills probably in this matchup. Um, maybe except Josh Allen, but like as a safe play. Um, yeah, I can't see, you know, them getting much, like maybe 14 points, honestly. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a great game to watch, but yeah. I don't, in terms of fantasy output, I don't really. There, I don't think there's going to be much in it. Yeah, um, James White, I think, obviously, you know, with, with uh, you know Julian Edelman being banged up, other guys. I mean, Mohamed Sanu. I don't know if I. I would. I know you said that you would probably look in his direction. I wouldn't touch him because he's he's just been bad um, in the last game against uh, the Cincinnati. You know, you know the. The the steel the Pittsburgh well Pittsburgh so the New England Patriots played, um, it was a ten ten game against Cincinnati, and yeah, they had two picks they had uh, three interceptions. Uh, Cincinnati did in the third quarter, and New England ended up winning by over double digits. So I I wouldn't that game was that game was a close game, closer than the score indicated. So I mean I I don't expect this. New England Patriots offense to really do much because this Buffalo defense is is really good. It's the number eleven pass defense over the last three weeks, number three on the season. I expect them to continue to do that, especially against the struggling Tom Brady. So, yeah, I agree. I'm definitely taking the under. It's gonna be you know a tough AFC you know East battle. You know it's gonna be pretty cold. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be low scoring. Yeah. All right, let's get to the next one, man. We got the another divisional matchup. We got the eight and six L.A. Rams traveling to Santa Clara to take on the eleven and three San Francisco 49ers. A forty-four and a half point over/under. The Niners are six and a half point favors. Greg, what do you got in this matchup? Uh, I'm gonna take the Niners to win. I'm gonna take the Niners to cover the spread, and I'm gonna take the over in this game. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> especially after seeing last week, I don't like the Rams in the road. Don't like um, <clears throat> this could you know. <clears throat> be uh you know pretty pretty ugly in this matchup uh as you can see last week against dallas they didn't show up in that matchup uh so i'm gonna take the niners to to dominate in this matchup you know do what they got to do uh on the niners side um i like more set you know i think he's a 
more of an RB2 in this matchup. I trust him. I trust Debo Samuel as well as a solid flex play. Uh, you know, I love Kittle as usual. I think you got to start him up. I don't know if I could trust Emmanuel Sanders in this spot, but um, I think Debo could be thrown out there. Um, and Jimmy G, I think he's he's in a good spot as well. Uh, on the Rams side, I, it's going to be hard for me to trust Jared Goff, and that means it's going to be hard for me to trust the, the, the skill position guys out there. Um, maybe Rob Woods has been pretty safe, so if I had to choose one, it would be him. Uh, and, you know, Todd Gurley, they want to run them on ball more. They've been saying that, so... I think Gurley and, and Woods are, are pretty safe. But uh, other than that, <clears throat> it's going to be tough for these Rams players. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, – I'm actually going to take the under in this game. Um, I'm going to take the Niners to cover the spread. I'm going to take the Niners to win. Um, yeah, I, I just – you know, this – like you said, you know, this Rams team on the road, you know, this is in San Francisco. The Niners need to get this win to continue – uh, you know they dropped all the way from the one seed in, in the in the NFC to the five seed by losing to Atlanta. So they got to get back in the position by getting a divisional win this week and then taking down Seattle next week. So uh, the Niners have to have to win out, and I think they're gonna you know they're gonna they're gonna steamroll the Rams here. Jared Goff at at on the road. Um, you know he's not good, and they rolled him last time. They these two teams faced off, and that was in LA. Uh, so I, you know the the Niners also get Richard Sherman back, so uh, and like you were saying on the offensive side for or on the on the you know on the offensive side for the Niners, Debo Samuel I like him a lot as well, like you were saying because uh, Troy Hill the corner opposite Jalen Ramsey he's actually going to be out for this game, so his and he was pretty bad so his backup's coming in, um, so you know hopefully he's he's not any better than Troy Hill, uh, I think Debo Samuel either way though still involved like we always see he is. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, he's got the Jalen Ramsey possibility floating out there, like you were probably alluding to. Um, and then, you know, on the you know with the running backs, I think Mostert's the only one you can really trust. Uh, Kittle, obviously, um, I'm not. You know, I don't really want to start Jimmy G. I'm not. I don't really have much faith in all of his weapons. You know, I don't have much faith in Emmanuel Sanders. Um, and obviously, we've seen Jimmy G. It's either you know, it's literally either boom or bust with him. So. I'm not really going to go there in championship weekend. On the Rams side, Robert Woods, like you were saying, I can't trust Cooper Cup, man. I really can't. Yeah. Uh, the snap, the snap share is not there. All his targets that he's getting and the opportunities are coming in garbage time. It feels like, um, you know, I can't trust him. Uh, so yeah, I'm not going there. And then, uh, Jared Goff, not touching him. Uh, Tyler Higby, though, I'm going to start him. Yeah, Tyler Higby as well. I think yeah, he's been. A pretty good addition since Jared ever came out um, in all types of matchups. He's been a tight end one for sure. Yeah, and I like the Niners' D to, to bounce back this this week in a big way because I know they've been slightly underperforming the, the last two weeks. So, All right, let's jump into these 1 o'clock games, man. The Sunday Sunday 1 o'clock game, we've got the 12-2 and two Baltimore Ravens going, going against the Six and eight Cleveland Browns. This game is in Cleveland. Forty nine and a half point over under. The Ravens are ten point favorites. Greg, there is an interesting development in this game, as as we've talked about. We're the owners of uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, so you know in our in our twelve and one team headed to headed to the fan the fantasy championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the Buffalo Bills win this game, the Baltimore Ravens lock up the one seed and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. 
and there's a, there's already talk of them sitting players in week 17. Is are you concerned about the possibility of Ravens players sitting in week 16? Uh, if the Pats lose, if the Bills somehow win, I mean, I think I think the uh, the Ravens will still start out with all their guys, but um, I think they if they see that they, you know they're winning, which they I think they will, regardless of who they play. Um, they'll they'll come maybe sit them maybe in the fourth quarter or something like that. So. It, it could be a possibility, but I honestly think the Pats are going to, you know, do what they have to do, handle their business, and shouldn't be a worry. Yeah, I, I, I think the Pats handle their business, too. So, I'm just, it is something that's concerning, you know, um, if, if the, if the, I think, because there's a possibility that, you know, they start the game, obviously, and then they pull them, you know. They're just right. like, all right, you're you're done for the next two weeks, and then you just like is, I mean, then you know there's also the possibility that two that a quarter of Lamar Jackson is enough. True. You know, like you know there you know there are two <clears throat> you know two two uh, two drives of Lamar Jackson is enough. So you know there's always that possibility. So there's definitely something to think about, something to consider. I would definitely have contingency plans in place though, in case that happens. Because um, it's definitely something that's that's a possibility, um, but I you know I think like you said I think the Pats take care of business. Um, all right, but what do you you know how do you see this game breaking down? Uh, yeah, the, I got the Ravens winning, got the Ravens covering the spread, and then uh, the over. Um, yeah, this this team is just gonna keep rolling. I think just fine tuning uh, to hopefully get to the the AFC Championship and eventually to the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, they 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 lost in the first matchup actually. To the Browns mm-hmm. um, in in Cleveland, so I think you know they want to get this game. Uh, that was in that was in Baltimore. Is this game in Baltimore? This game is in Cleveland. Oh, this game is in Cleveland. Oh, so yeah, um, I think you know they'll still get the dub. They'll they have to do what they have to do. Um, Browns have been just struggling in all assets uh, inside and you know inside the locker room and everything. So I think the Baltimore take care of the business. Yeah, I think Baltimore rolls as well. This is all assuming the starters play, um, but I think Baltimore rolls. Uh, you know, this Cleveland run defense has been bad, and you know, you know, um, we always cut the intros and stuff from you know a lot of pregame inter- or you know post press conferences during the week and postgame interviews and stuff like that. Uh, so a lot of times, end up watching. You know these post-game press conferences, or you know, you know, pr- like weekly press conferences, and you know, gathering some information from it. One of the nuggets I found was that Lamar Jackson, um, in the last game against the Jets, was upset that Mark Ingram didn't get to 100 yards, uh, or because he his goal is to get Mark Ingram a thousand-yard rushing season, um, and so Mark Ingram is sitting about. 50 to 40 yards away from that goal, so not much. But considering the matchup is great and Lamar Jackson wants to get Mark Ingram uh, to this 100. He said he literally said my goal is to get him 100 yards every game. The matchup is great this game because uh, he wants him to get 1,000 yards. So I think he wants Mark Ingram to have a big day. So um, just something to, to keep note on. And then uh, are you? How do you have any faith in, in Hollywood this week? Um, yeah, the guys, you know, Lamar, Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews, um, 
think those you are really the 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 only guys that can't I can't think trust or pull the trigger on Marquise Brown for a fantasy championship. Uh, I'd rather you know go to Debo Samuel route. Yeah, Hollywood's been so hit or miss. Um, I st- I'm still convinced he's not healthy, and if the if the pay- if the if the Ravens are this close to locking up that buy and you know having an opportunity to, to get him healthy, I don't see why they why they really use him that much against the uh, against the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the Cleveland side, you know, like you were saying before, this game um, this game last time. Cleveland won in Baltimore, forty to twenty-five. Um, so you know, Cleveland rolled all over these, all over the Ravens. Jarvis Landry had himself a, a, a great game that week. Um, but that was a difference, right? That was a different Ravens defense. That was back in week four, or week five rather. Uh, no, wait, week four. That was back in week four. Um, and the the Ravens have since acquired Marcus Peters. They since have Jimmy Smith back and healthy. So I like them, um, obviously to. They've been, they're the number two pass defense in terms of pass defense efficiency over the last two weeks, over the last three weeks. So I'd like them to continue to, to roll against Baker Mayfield and the Browns this week. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Um, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, though, are you playing them? Yeah, both of them. Those guys have been actually super money, so consistent, too. Um, you like you know what Kareem Hunt's going to get. Um, just a, a good half one PPR score, like 11 to 12 points, and then, Nick Chubb is, you know, gives you that upside, um, you know, as a RB one. Um, but they've both been working very well together. So those are the two guys I would trust. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree that both those guys have been so solid all year. Um, you know, obviously Kareem Hunt being solid since returning from the suspension, but um, yeah, those guys have definitely been solid. So definitely want to continue to roll those guys out. Um, you know, each of them, you know, actually. Yeah, job too. Yeah, the last couple of weeks. Well, they're actually over the last three weeks. Uh, Nick Chubb averages fourteen point three points a game and in half point PPR, and Kareem Hunt thirteen and a half and half point PPR. But in a full point PPR, Kareem Hunt will probably get the edge because uh, he is the the pass catching back. Does catch more passes. Right. All right. Uh, anything else on this matchup? Uh, no. Nah, starting o- you starting Odell. Uh. Yeah, as a flex. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I guess. But, uh, you know, Jarvis is like Od- the guy. I mean, earning receiver I'm going to go with. Odell or Devin Singletary? I don't know if you have. Flex. I don't think you have Odell in the championship right now. If you're probably if you're Odell owner. Uh, I, I mean, I have, I, ha- I, have, I have a very, uh, you know, very, it's a, it's a different league, you know, very different league. But I have Odell and he's. A potential flex option, and I couldn't. Him or Devin Singletary in the flex. Yeah, we'll full point PPR. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, would you rather go Odell? Let me, let me actually, let me just pull up. So, would you rather go Odell or Brashad uh, Perriman? Brashad Perriman. Odell or. Odell or Cortland Sutton against Detroit? Uh, Cortland Sutton. Odell or DK Metcalf against Arizona? Odell. Odell still got 13 targets last game, so still. 
We'll take him over. Odell or Anthony Miller? Anthony Miller. <laughs> Odell or Cooper Cup? Odell. <laughs> yeah, that's that one's tough because <laughs> that one's tough because Cooper Cup is not on the field. Right, he's not gonna get he's the target. You have to get that target number. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah that. The, it's just that other players are producing with the the target number. Cause he's been getting it all year, Odell. But yeah, he's been getting them. Uh, he's not doing much with them, but he's getting yeah, them. He's, yeah. Um, would you rather play Mark Andrews or Tyler Higby in a half point PPR? Um, I think I will go. I think I would go Mark Andrews just because, you know, the Ravens are a favorite to win. They're probably going to, you know, use Mark Andrews. It could be ugly for the Rams, so uh, the skill plays might suffer because Jared Goff might suffer. Yeah, but I feel like, I mean, not not this is not my argument for, for either player, but I just feel like Tyler Higbee, regardless of what the game script is, he's like he's like Jared Goff's binky. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's just <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like when, over the last few weeks, yeah, whenever he's ever, whenever he's under pressure, he's just dumping the ball yeah. off to Tyler Higby. Yeah, that's what he did with Gerald Everett. That's what uh, yeah, he'll do with the with Cooper Cup when it was rolling. Like he'll just yeah, see the, who the first guy running a a flat route or something like that. Yeah, I mean Tyler Higby in the last game uh, had eleven catches for one hundred and eleven yards. Yeah, fourteen um, targets. It's wild. Yeah, I mean, he is fourth in the league over the last three weeks in target share at the tight end position. Um, actually, I'm going to call him third because TJ Hawkinson, I don't know how he ended up on this list, but um, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, and then it's Tyler Higby. Uh, Tyler Higby's got a 26% target share. And Mark Andrews is up there as well, 22% target share. Um, the only difference is you know uh, Jared Goff's going to throw the ball 50, 60 times. The Rams throw the ball, where is it? They throw the ball 64% of the time the last three weeks, while the Ravens are throwing it 37% of the time over the last three weeks in neutral game script. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I think at a full point PPR, I would lean more uh, Tyler Higby, but in a half point where I need that touchdown more. Um, obviously, we know Mark Andrews has that, touch, that touchdown upside. Mm-hmm. So, um I think that's that's probably how I would I would chop them up. Um, all right, what about Todd Gurley, man? Because he, I mean, I know you said that you were playing, but did you see his stat line the last game? I know fantasy output was great, but he had two touchdowns. Um, other than that, he didn't do anything. Yeah, but if they're gonna, you know, use him in there, I w- I'm playing him. If you're gonna use him in the red zone, uh, he's still he got six targets and he got 11 rushing attempts. It's they they unleashing him, so I see no reason why to he yeah. Not, I mean, he's, uh, he's, constantly, he's constantly on the field. Um, yeah. It's just sometimes you know we've seen it in the Ravens game. We saw it in the the previous Niners games. The previous Niners game. It just seems like um, when they when the when the when the Rams are getting waxed, Todd Gurley's not as involved. Right. You know they just decide to keep throwing the ball. Um, instead of getting it to Todd Gurley, you know, when they get around the goal line, he's involved. But, um, you know, I think you're right. You kind of have to play him 44.5 point over under. I took the under. But, um, all right, well, we're ready to move forward to the, the next game. Yep. 
All right, well then let's get the uh, we've got the five and nine Carolina Panthers traveling to Indianapolis to take on the six and eight Indianapolis Colts. This is a forty-six and a half win over under. The Colts are seven-point favorites. Rookie quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, Will Greer, making his first career start in this game. The third-round pick, uh, replacing Kyle Allen. So, Greg, what do you have in this matchup? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Colts to win. I'm going to take the Colts to cover the spread. I'm going to take the under in this game. Um, yeah, I, I like I like the Colts players <clears throat> as far as <clears throat> CMC. I mean, no, sorry. No, yeah, CMC is just, you know, in my mind all the time. Obviously. You know, yeah, all obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to just start with the Panthers side. CMC, he's going to kill. Um, they're definitely going to use him, especially with the rookie quarterback. Uh, they're going to use him to make keep him comfortable. So I think that's the guy you he's going to be used all around. Uh, the receivers is the big question, how, how it's going to impact them. I think DJ Moore, mm-hmm. you know, it, he's been safe all year. Uh, as a, I think he'll probably get a, the, the target option because he's used in the short and intermediate fields. Um, and then uh, in the red zone, Curtis Samuels maybe impact might go down a little bit because Kyle Allen used him a lot, but I think DJ Moore is probably the only safe option I would go with. Um, and on the the Colts side, um, Marlon Mack he had a disappointing game last week, but uh, I think he he could back bounce in the bounce back spot here. Um, and then T. Y. Hilton <clears throat> he played last week. Uh, he's getting more and more healthy. Uh, I think it, it's the question mark comes down really if you want to use him. Um, I think I could go with him as a, a strong flex play this week though yeah i am going to take the under in this game i'm going to take the colts i'm going to take the colts the well, colts to win i'm going to take the colts to cover the spread um yeah I, i'm well obviously let me start on the cold side i love marlon mack this week um obviously getting to go up against the uh carolina panthers who have just been terrible to the running against the running back position so um like that there and then I don't really love the Indianapolis passing game. Um, I mean, they're, in terms of pass offense efficiency, they're 29th over the last three weeks. Um, granted, they've had some tough matchups during that stretch, but, um, you know, I, I still don't don't love – I'm not in love with anybody, really. I mean, T.Y. Hilton played, you know, f- f- he played in the 50% snap range. I think it was all like 58%. So, you know, were they ramping him up? I don't know, but he's not someone – I, I'm willing to trust um, in this matchup. Uh, you know, I, I'd rather pivot to Rashad Perriman or I think, would you rather play Terry McLaurin or T.Y. Houghton? Uh, scary Terry. Yeah, uh, that's where I'm at too. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm I'm willing to play T.Y. Uh, not not in the championship week with him being banged up. Um, you know, I, I just want to kind of pivot from this whole Colts pass offense. I'm really all about Marlon Mack against this Carolina run defense and then on the Carolina side, CMC, like you said, as always, uh, you know, you were talking about how how does this affect the receivers, the change at the quarterback position. Um, you know, that's tough, but, you know, DJ Moore, I'm going to continue to play him, man. Yeah. This guy, you know, on the season, 133 targets, 86 catches, 1,174 yards, four touchdowns. He's got a 25% target share. Um, you know, he's just been – absolute dominant for this entire Carolina team and I think you know the, these coaches they know it's about the players not really the positions or the you know the I think they're going to put Will Greer in a, in a position to to get the ball to these playmakers because this this Colts pass defense is is beatable I do expect them to get after Will Greer though um but you know I, I'm not DJ Moore is somebody he was able to make plays after the after the catch and whatnot so 
Um, I like his uh, his prospects. I would probably you know I would I would pivot off of Curtis Samuel though maybe. Yeah, I think I I agree with that. Pivot off Curtis Samuel, play DJ Moore, yeah, and let CMC win you that chip. Yes, sir. All right, man. Let's jump to this next this next matchup, the exciting matchup of the week, man. We've got the in a combined for the combined four wins. We got the one and thirteen Cincinnati Bengals Ooh. traveling to Miami to take on the three and eleven Miami Dolphins. This is a forty six and a half. This is a pretty high total, man. Forty six and a half point total. This is a the Bengals are one point favorite, so basically a pick 'em. Greg, what do you got, man? Who are you picking? Ah uh, man, yeah, this is uh you know the the Joe Burrow chase ball, if you whatever you want to call it. Um, so I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins to win. Uh, I'm gonna take them to cover the spread, and I'm gonna take the under. Um, yeah, I, I you know it's two pretty bad teams. Uh, I you know don't really know you know who's gonna come through really, but I think I could trust um, Fitzy. Give you a little more fist magic and Devonte Parker. I, um, those two guys, you know, have been pretty good, uh, pretty solid. Especially Devonte Parker uh, in the last couple of weeks. Like we were saying, um, on the Cincy side, Joe Mixon, he's been absolutely money. He's even Bill Belichick said it. You know, he's he's been one of, one of the best running backs in football. Um, just as far as a football player, but as a fantasy player, he's been also producing. I think he's only the the guy I'm looking at, and that you can start with confidence. Yeah, um, just to touch on Joe Mixon over the last four weeks, Joe Mixon is the number f- or number over the last three weeks. Joe Mixon is the number three running or four running back in fantasy, averaging nineteen point four fantasy points per game and a half point PPR. So um, he's been straight money. Uh, you know, just his finishes since weeks uh, at, since after week seven. Um, you know, thirteen, nine, nine, twenty four, fifteen, three, twelve. Like he's just been money. Uh, if you somehow were able to make that late pl- playoff push with Joe Mixon, uh, good thing you were, because you know he's gonna he's gonna win you this chip, man. This matchup against Miami is very juicy, so gotta love it. Um, you know, I am actually gonna take the under in this game. I'm gonna take the Bengals to to win this game, cover the spread. Um, you know, uh, we were talking a little bit off air. Uh, the Cincinnati defense has gotten better. Uh, over the last three weeks, they rank third in pass defense efficiency. Uh, you know they're still twenty fourth in terms of run defense efficiency, but they've gotten healthier on the defensive line as well as in the secondary. Uh, Carlos Dunlap is back on that defensive line, wreaking havoc again. So um, I'm gonna take I I don't I'm I'm going I'm going to temper expectations for Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I'm still gonna play Devontae Parker. He's just been so money, and we obviously know. Ryan Fitzpatrick is is gonna throw it up to him. Um, he's 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 never gonna stop doing that. So, uh, Devontae Parker is definitely gonna be in line for for a uh, high volume of targets here. So, um, you know, Cincinnati uh, Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, leading rusher for the Miami Dolphins. What do you what do you gotta say about that, man? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, my man, him, Lamar. He's 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 up there with names like that, man. That's that's crazy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's just got to get the juke down, you know, practice it more like Patty Mahomes is practicing it. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, But, yeah, so uh, I'm still going to play Devontae Parker, but, um, you know, on the Cincinnati side, oh, man, I kind of sneakily like Andy Dalton. But if it's only, like, two-quarterback league, if you're desperate, um, you know, 
DFS. Um, yeah, I I just there's just something about it, man. I like, are you willing to do like uh, Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick in the same game bet? Uh, yeah, I'll take that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just want some 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 uh, some skin in Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never thought two words I never thought I would say in my life, but um, yeah. So you know, um, you know Tyler Boyd. Obviously, I do like as well. The matchup's good for him as as well. Um, it is, yeah, yeah. And the matchup, the, you know, this total is pretty high, so this could be a sneaky little game. So I actually do like this a lot. Um, all right, man. You re- anything else on this matchup? We we ready to jump, you know, to the next one? Uh, yeah, no, we're ready to jump to the next one. Yeah, not much to say when there's only four wins in this game. Nah. All right, let's jump to the. <laughs> We've got the five and nine uh, Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Atlanta to take on the five and nine Atlanta Falcons. You know, so a little bit more, a little bit more wins in this game. Forty-six and a half point over under. The Falcons are seven point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Yeah, in this game, I have the Falcons winning the game. I have the Jaguars covering the spread, uh, and I'm gonna take the under. Um, yeah, the, the Falcons have just been so unpredictable this year. So, you know, you don't really know which Falcons team you're going to get from week to week. But I, I know the Jaguars haven't been – they've been struggling a little bit. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take them to win uh, – the Falcons to win. But I think the Jacks can cover. Um, yeah, on the Falcons side, you know, Matt Ryan, you know, Julio, Calvin Ridley, uh, Devontae Freeman, I think those, those, those guys, you know, <clears throat> will produce for you. Especially, you know, Devonta Freeman is also in a good spot uh, against this bad Jaguars rush defense. Um, and on the Jaguars side, you know, Garner Minshew, I think he, you know, could be a streamer. But I mean, a fantasy championship weekend, I don't think you're you're starting him. Um, but uh, the receivers, you know, DJ Shark, he's actually, you know, on schedule, on par to be back. It's really, do you trust him in this matchup uh, coming back as a healthy DJ Shark? I will. Um, and then D.D. Westbrook. Uh, think you you got it you can roll them out there as a, a strong flex play this week yeah so in this matchup i'm going to take the over here i'm going to take the i'm going to take the falcons to cover the seven point spread and i'm going to take the i'm going to take the falcons to obviously win um you know uh, Atlanta has been slightly better on defense um but you know i think i think gardner Minshew could still have you know a decent day here uh jacksonville uh, has actually been slightly better on defense, but I still like Devontae Freeman in this matchup. Jacksonville against the running back position has just been bad. So I'm going to continue to ride that wave there. Uh, Austin Hooper, should he was my start of the week last week, just missed out on a touchdown. So expect him to bounce back this week, uh, continue to, to pick up where he left off before. And then Julio Jones, man, he's coming. he's come back to us. Um, you know, in the first six weeks of the season, Julio Jones had a 21% target share. In the last six weeks of the season, Julio Jones has a 28% target share. Uh, that's what we'd like to see from Mr. Julio Jones. Uh, he's got two touchdowns over the last uh, six weeks after having one touchdown. Uh, you know, all season prior to prior to those scoring those two touchdowns. So, uh, I like Julio in this spot to go up against Jacksonville. Uh, no, I don't think there's any corner on Jacksonville that's going to be able to run with Julio Jones all day. So, uh, especially at home, Matt Ryan. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if you have a need to play Matt Ryan, but I could play him as well. Um, and then on the Jacksonville side, yeah, DJ Shark coming back from injury. 
Uh, that's going to be something, you know, it seems like he's been practicing. He's been running around, moving around pretty well. So, um, you know, I would I would start him just like, you know, like you're saying, healthy DJ Shark. Uh, you know, if he's active, I'm going to play him. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, like we talked about, he's approaching that thousand yard season, that yard mark season. So this is the time of the season for milestone and incentives. Uh, when you don't have teams, when you don't have teams, um, you know, when you don't, have, you don't know what teams are playing for, uh, you have to find out what, what individual players might be playing for. So. Yeah, uh, DJ Shark, good play. Uh, Leonard Fournette, always a good play. Uh, I take back D.D. Westbrook. I'm not sure. Yeah, I would trust him. Actually, he's been struggling a bit uh, throughout the last couple of weeks, so I would probably stay away from him. But uh, Fournette and DJ Shark, I think, are the guys you can look to. Yeah, I mean, I would continue to monitor DJ Shark. we got to remember it was a high ankle sprain, so um, continue to monitor him. But he got a second straight practice in, it seems like. Um, so... If that if that continues, then definitely gonna play him. So, um, all right, uh, yeah, Leonard Fournette. Then that's a vo- that's a, gonna be a volume play. He's been disappointing, but you know the, you've you just gotta continue to bank on the volume there. Yep. All right, moving on to the next matchup. We've got the a rolling, rolling eleven and three New Orleans Saints traveling to Tennessee to take on the eight and six. Tennessee Titans. This is a 50 and a half point over under. The Saints are two and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got in this matchup? Uh, yeah, I got the Saints winning this game. I have the Saints also covering. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna take the under as well. Um, yeah, this is this is gonna be a pretty good game, sneaky good game. Um, but I think the Saints they just been rolling um, offensively, defensively. Uh, they they dominated on Monday Night Football. <clears throat> got Drew Brees his historic night, so I think they uh, you know continue to you know fine tune as well um, against this very motivated Titans team. Um, I think they just you know they could win by I could see them winning by a field goal in this game, uh, if not probably just you know four or five points. Uh, I like Drew Brees, you know I, I like Ryan Tannehill both both these quarterbacks. Uh, Kamara, you know you, you got to roll him out there. Um, and Michael Thomas obviously that man has been so money. One of the fantasy MVP candidates this year, uh, and AJ Brown let him carry you to a championship as well. Um, so yeah, those those guys are going to be there for you, I think. Um, and you should yeah roll them out there. Jared Cook as well has been pretty solid. Yeah, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the over in this game. Uh, Fifty and a half is a lot though, but I'm gonna take the over. Um, it, it is outdoors though. There's going to be some rain. Drew Brees on the road outdoors tends to play a little bit worse. Um, you know, I'm going to take the under just because of that. But I am going to take the Saints to win. I think they still find a way to get it done. This Titans pass defense is absolutely terrible right now. Um, it's really bad. Derrick Henry's still banged up. Uh, it seems like he wasn't at practice, but it seems like they're they're giving him rest. Uh, as obviously as they try to make this playoff push. Um, but we've seen Deion Lewis be you know, a bit more involved the last few weeks. Um, you know, he Derrick Henry had a decent stat line, 21 carries, 86 yards, didn't get, didn't get the touchdown. So he wasn't the, you know, averaging 20 points a game like uh, like he had been, you know, you know previously. But uh, I think you continue to roll him out there. Uh, A.J. Brown, I roll him out there as well. Uh, like you were saying, even despite the 
the presence, potential presence of Marshawn Lattimore. AJ Brown's just been an absolute beast, and and that offense uh, seems to go through him now. So uh, I'm gonna continue to roll him out there. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, I'm gonna roll him out there. I, I have a little bit less confidence than I did in him the last few weeks, but the Titans have just been so good on offense, and he's been so good and so efficient that I, uh, I find it hard. Um, you know, obviously Dak Prescott, somebody that we're gonna get to, but um, you know, I'm in a two quarterback league, and I was gonna pivot from Ryan Tannehill to Dak Prescott because um, he he's got a matchup against Philly, but now this whole situation with the shoulder. Um, which obviously we'll cover that game tomorrow. But, um, you know, he's got this whole issue with the shoulder injury. I had to pivot back to Ryan Tannehill. And I'm not feeling entirely great about it, um, per se. But, um, you know, I'm going to continue to roll him out there. He's he's been, you know, up there with Lamar Jackson in terms of fantasy production. So can't can't not rely on that at this point now. Yeah, I think Tannehill, you know, Tannehill's Titans, man. You got to... Put him out there. He's he's you know in a a, a good spot for a potential high scoring game. Um, yeah, I, I would I would trust him in this game. I think somebody that we need to talk about though is Alvin Kamara, man, because um, fantasy owners aren't happy right now. Mm-mm, they're the definitely last not. Three weeks, yeah. The last three weeks, Alvin Kamara is the RB thirty two, uh, averaging eight point seven fantasy points per game. That is not the uh, top three investment that you made when you drafted this guy. Um, this is a this. I mean, to be honest, for me, this is going to be a, he's going to be a, a prime buy buy low candidate for me next year. Um, just based on how his you know everyone's going to remember this, have this taste in their mouth. But is he somebody that you can trust this week? Um, I think as so as uh, you know, he got the eleven point four and you know half point PPR scoring. Um, still, he's got four, the 14 rush attempts and five targets. So, if you tell me uh, a player of his caliber is going to get that, I would still start him. Would you rather start him or Raheem Mostert? Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara or Devontae Freeman? Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I don't think there's any name I'm going to say that's going to make you pivot off Alvin Kamara. Yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah, you, no. you gave me right. like a top RB one. Yeah, it would have to be like okay, Saquon Barkley or Alvin. Yeah, Kamara. Saquon. Yeah, we got Saquon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, Michael Thomas, he's a dog. You got to play him. Yep. Um And that's really it. Um, I'm not really gonna be interested in. It. I, don't, I don't love Drew. I don't love Drew Brees. I mean, the Titans have been really bad against the pass. Uh, they give up the most passing yards over the last like three weeks. So, um, yeah. I, I'm I'm not gonna. It's just the Drew Brees on the road thing for me, really. Honestly, that's really it. It's not on a dome. It's outdoors. It's gonna be some rain. That's really just it. Um, but you know he's hot right now, so continue to roll him out there. All right, you ready? Anything else on this matchup? Are you ready to jump to the next one? Uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. All right, man. We've got the three and eleven New York Giants traveling to Washington to take on the three and eleven Washington Redskins. This is a 41 and a half went over under the Redskins are two and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the Giants to win the game. I'm gonna drink the Giants to cover the spread and I'm gonna take the over. Um, yeah, um, really, you know, Danny Dimes is back. You know, you're not really <clears throat> looking to him uh, to play in this matchup, but 
think his skill positions, uh, Saquon, you can trust. Um, I think Darius Slayton has, uh, you know, been a potential to have a great game. He, uh, Daniel Jones, you know, loves him more than Eli, and he, that means that I would just bodes well for Slayton. So if one skill position player or like receiver is going to do well, I think it's going to be him. Uh, AP on the Redskins side, you know, I think he's been pretty solid. He, he did pretty well last week. You know, got another touchdown. Uh, and Scary Terry are the two guys that I'm looking at. Uh, Scary Terry in a great matchup against this, you know, very vulnerable Giants secondary. Um, he's yeah, in a, a good spot. Uh, last week he ate. Um, he's back to that wide receiver, you know, two strong wide receiver, two wide receiver, one upside we saw uh, early in the year. Dwayne Haskins is uh, kind of settled in, so that's good to see. Yeah, I'm going to take the under in this game. I'm going to take the Redskins to cover the spread and, and win this game. Um the Redskins over the last three weeks are the number one rush offense in terms of run run offense efficiency. Um, their pass offense still not great, but as we saw last week, Dwayne Haskins in a, in a decent matchup, um, you know, has been able to to be. He's been able to get the ball to Terry McLaurin, and that's really all that matters. Um, yeah. So scary Terry for me, he's got a, he's he's um, he's definitely in play this week. Um, Adrian Peterson, absolutely, he's got to be in play. Uh, obviously, we we know what he what he's been doing. Um, Hall of Fame running back mm-hmm. uh, over the last three weeks, he's the RB fourteen. Uh, he's averaging fifteen points and a half point PPR over the last three weeks. Uh, you know, and and obviously we saw last week the volume that he's been able to get without Darius Geis. You know, I think ap is somebody that he's got to be in play this week he's you know he's he's definitely a big time flex play for me this week um you know the giants all the giants have been you know solid decently solid against uh running backs but um you know i i I think that ap is just a pure volume play as we always see and then on the Giants side i think saquon's finally back he's healthy i talked about it last week how he was gonna get after the uh how he was going to get after the Miami Dolphins. So I expect him to have a, a, a good day in this one as well. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, I, I would temper ex- expectations with him just because he's coming back from the high ankle sprain, two, only two games removed. Uh, he, he, he moves around a lot. The mobility is, you know, a thing for him. And, you know, he actually leads all quarterbacks um, in fumbles per game, uh, averaging almost, you know, 1.4 fumbles a game. Um, or it could be 1.9. I actually don't don't remember. Um, Warren Sharp tweeted it out, but um, it's either way. It's it, it's it's not a good number, but um, you know. So I th- you know the the Redskins I think are a streamable defense this week as well. I know I, I put them out there last week, and Philadelphia got that last minute uh, defensive touchdown. So um, yeah, I, I'm I'm uh, I, I'd still like to, them to potentially. Um, force some turnovers against Daniel Jones. Yeah, I think yeah, you you can't really go with him as a, a streamer or anything like like that, but you know, I think he he'll, he'll get it down the field enough to get to get to his uh, receivers. Yeah, I mean, Darius Slayton's the only guy I could really have any confidence in. Um, yeah. You know, I I I can't start Sterling Shepard. I can't start Golden Tate. I mean, Golden no. Tate maybe because we saw what the what he was doing with Golden Tate before, but Sterling Shepard and him don't really have much of a connection. So Darius Slayton, I think just because of the upside, really, uh, that's where I would go. But mm-hmm. All right, man. Uh, anything else on this matchup? Are we ready to jump to the next one? Uh, no, nah, yeah, ready to go. 
All right, man. We've next up. We've got the the eight and six Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to MetLife to take on the five and nine New York Jets. This is a thirty-seven and a half point over under. The Steelers are three point favorites, fighting for their wild card lives. Uh, this will feel like a Steelers home game if you watch it on TV because there will be many, many terrible towels um, and not much green. So, Greg, what do you got in this matchup, man? Yeah, I got the Steelers winning this game. Uh, I have the Steelers covering, and I'm going to take the over in this game. Um, actually, no, I'm going to take the under in this game. Um, yeah, Pittsburgh, you know, their defense has been so elite. Uh, you know, the, the Bills were able to get it done late in that game in a pretty good game. Uh, last week, so uh, I just think you know they they've been doing well on, on both sides of the floor. Mike Tomlin's yeah, got to be up for coach of the year if they could definitely get to the playoffs. Uh, I you know I like <clears throat> their defense you know as definitely as a fantasy player you know if you if you want need to start someone uh, James Washington he's been okay but I don't know if you can really trust any of the receivers in this one. I think James Conner is really the only uh, fantasy asset I would see uh, to go to. In this game, uh, on the Jets side, uh, Robbie Anderson, you know, he's been solid. Um, and Le'Veon Bell, I think those two guys are, you know, the guys you can pretty much trust um, going into this matchup. Um, I, so I'm actually going to take the, I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to take the Jets to cover. Uh, I'm going to take them to win, actually, too. Um, you know, I, I, I was trying to figure out if I was going to take them to cover and, you know, the, for the Steelers to win. But I'm going to take the Jets to win. Um, you know, I, for me, it's just strength against strength, and the Steelers are only. You know, I've seen Duck Hodges. He's he's been okay, but he, there's nothing really um, scary about him. Greg Williams has been able to scheme up good defense despite the deficiencies in terms of the players on the defense. Uh, this Jets defense is going to get Jamal Adams back, so that's a plus for them. This defense is completely different when he's in it, uh, so I expect them to get after Duck Hodges. Um, you know, the, the Steelers' offense, uh, you know, I mean, obviously the Steelers' defense has been elite. Um, Joe Hayden, though, is banged up, seems to have a foot injury, it seems. So that's definitely a, a slight downgrade for him. And uh, Robbie Anderson has been, he's been solid the last few weeks. Jamison Crowder had a good game last week. Um, you know, Josh Allen, there were some opportunities against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Josh Allen, you know, overthrew a lot of receivers. Um, you, you know, I... So I, I I do think at the end of the day the Jets do find a way to get it or you know they find a way to get it done, um, you know because there's nothing like this there's nothing scary about this Pittsburgh Steelers offense going against this Jets defense. Um, the Jets still have a top run defense, so I don't expect um, you know James Conner to have you know a huge day. Um, you know on the Jets side, obviously Le'Veon Bell, you know Robbie Anderson for some upside. I, I don't think there's really any reason to go back to the Jamison Crowder well. I mean, he has been getting targets, but they haven't been converting, so you're not really something I want to do in a fantasy championship. Um, and, I, you know, I think you could do better than Robbie Anderson as well because, you know, I'd rather start Rashad Perriman. I'd rather start Terry McLaurin. I'd rather start uh, Mike Williams. Mike Williams, yeah. You know, there's, yeah, there's a bunch of guys in better Anthony matchups Miller as well. go to. Yeah, Anthony Miller. Um, you know, the Steelers are the number nine pass defense over the last three weeks, number four on the season, so... You know, I, th there's no reason to expose myself to that kind of matchup. So, um, especially with some guys around in better spots. Yeah, this is this week is uh, pretty deep for the receiver position. Um, 
a lot of yeah, a lot of names that a lot of people know about. And there's got to be someone out there, especially if you're in the finals. Only basically two teams looking for players, so it's, there are people out there. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. Two only two teams looking for players, so that you know you you're not competing a lot. I mean, depending on the league that you're in, um, you know, I know the league of extraordinary people. There, there's still a lot of active people. I know in my two quarterback league, I'm still generally pretty active, even though I'm eliminated. But um, oh, by the way, Le'Veon Bell revenge game, Pittsburgh Steelers. There you go. Um, also, you ready? Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge game. Oh yeah, see. There you go. You know. Cincinnati Bengals. There you go. Another one. So, <laughs> every week's a revenge game for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. So. All right, man. Um, so, guys, as we talked about, we have the we will have the uh, remaining six games, all the afternoon games, and the Sunday night game and the Monday night game broken down on tomorrow's episode. So, stay tuned for that. Uh, so, if you have any players in those games, obviously listen to uh, to that episode. Um, and as always, really appreciate you guys for listening and good luck in your matchups on Saturday. Um, and then we will talk to you guys on Saturday. And as always, we are out. Yeah.